we are. Hey, and you know what? By this time, we'll actually have real episodes airing every second week. That's right. As well as these mini episodes in between those episodes. Yeah, because we're conceited and we want to talk about ourselves. We, we believe you want to hear us once a week. And you know what? The stats from Minnesota One prove that some of you do. Yes, a small room of you. A small room. A small room. A small room. We yeah. could fit you into the Abbey at Patty Bullens. Yes, but not into the murder room. Mm-mm. No. No, no. Well, we could technically fit them into the murder room. But it if explode. it was... Well, no, no. We'd have to, like, chop up limbs, right? Like, oh, it would be, like, yeah, limbs on a, limbs yeah, on limbs. Yeah, it'd be the weirdest stacking adventure ever. But it would make the murder room legit. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to pass on that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's a maybe from Champ. That's okay. <laughs> No kidding. Thought about it. Oh gosh, so. you know what? I I love I love getting together with my buddy Chris and talking. Yeah, man, shit. this is great. I'm glad you get to do this. And thank you for joining us. And yeah. uh, we are actually back for the MacBook. Yeah. Yes, we are on the MacBook. This should sound a little bit better than the iPhone. Air quotations. Air quotations. However, we've decided that there might be times where like we're in a pinch and maybe we're on a road trip out to Renfrew or Kingston or Cornwall. These are cities that none of you know about, but just imagine them all as Canada's Detroit. Uh, (laughs) Maybe you know them and you're like, yes, why are you going there? Two new dads should not be going to those towns. We'll go anywhere for $30. Legitimately 30 bucks, two beers, and maybe some gas? But you know what? Like, if we're both getting 30 bucks, we can both chip in 10 bucks to gas. Yeah, for sure. We're not taking And we'll settle for 20. We'll settle for 20. I got a, you know, my car's nice. Yeah, it's good on gas. It's got the XM hooked up. Yeah, I I just got I just got a a Ford EcoSport. I got a dad dad car. Nice. Um, I I traded in my Chrysler 200 and. Yeah, right? Yeah. The 2012. The 2012. I got it because Eminem told me to in a Super Bowl ad. Alright. Well, you're you're laughing, but it's legit. He he said, Matthew, this is the Super Bowl. You should buy a Chrysler two hundred. And it was two thousand twelve. <laughs> oh, alright. So I bought a Chrysler two hundred. I couldn't afford it. <laughs> Thanks. Slight slim shady. Thanks for making some sound financial decisions for my friend Matt. You know right. what I could afford? I could afford a bus pass. Nice. <laughs> nice. But you went all in. But the last car I had before that was a 97 Oldsmobile. Oh, we're tracing. We're not here to trace cars back right no, now. No, 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 no. Like, good job on, on the new purchase. Yeah. I had, uh, before Eddie was born, I had a, definitely I had the uh, Mazda 6. And then I had that for about a year and a half. I mean, just before he was born, I got a, a family sedan. And then it was crushed. Yeah, you had, the, you had the car get crushed. Yeah, the car get crushed at the anniversary. That it was like happened. a brand like, new it was, car. It was like, yeah, it was a year and a half old. If that, oh. and, uh, some trusses fell off a roof of a project and like made my car shish kebab. And it was, yeah. So, <laughs> I saw the photos. So then I got the van for it. And then oh. I got the van from it. And uh, yeah, I had the van for about, for about a year and a half. And then Erica came along. But uh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're in the van now. Yeah. Um, I I used to work. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get onto this episode very soon. But this is this. I think this is a funny story. I used to work at a halfway house for guys on parole. Okay. <laughs> 22 beds. 22 beds. Wow, so we had 22 guys, and these these were like, most of these were lifers. Like, most of these were murderers. Most of these were like armed robbery, like aggravated assault, sexual assault. Like, these were, were big, heavy dudes. Um, and there was, a, there was a guy that worked there, and his pride and joy was his car. 
And it was, I don't even know what type of car it was, but it was definitely like a sports car. It was, it was nice. And I'm like, for someone who's in university, you're like, you know, that mom or dad bought that for you. And you're proud about just barely being able to make the insurance payments on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so he would always, he refused to park it at the bottom of the lot because like, and this is a residential house because the bottom of the lot would be where, where a lot of the guys would come and go for smokes. And he didn't want any of the guys to get close to his car. So he always parked it near the back of the, the lot which is right underneath the fire escape doors and the fire escape ladder, which is funny because we never really had breakouts. We had maybe like two breakouts a year and there was, it was routinely like caught very quickly. Like we would make one phone call and it's like, Oh yeah, they're actually, they overstayed their, their time at their girlfriend's place and they fell asleep. Uh, but we did have one breakout one night where a guy went down the fire escape because it sets off the alarm right through like the the convertible top (laughs) engine. And it was like, honk. Oh, nice. Oh, it was so funny. It was, oh, that guy was an asshole. <laughs> Hence why it was funny that his car got plowed. Uh, what are we drinking, Chris? What are we drinking? We are drinking. Uh, oh, what is this? This comes from Stalwart Brewery. Stalwart Brewery, Carlton Place. If you don't know where Carlton Place is, it is just a little bit too far from Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just ever so slightly, but I, it's got everything to it. It's I bought good. a house out there because it was cheaper than buying a house in the city. Absolutely. Uh, and the best discovery I made was I moved 400 meters from the Stalwart Brewery. Nice. Yeah, they're the best. They do a lot of IPAs and then they build on the flavors of the IPAs. So right now I'm drinking their Dr. Feel Good and you're drinking their Dos Jefe, right? Dos Jefe. Right. The Dr. Feel Good is actually available in LCBOs, but it's not allowed to be called the Dr. Feel Good in LCBOs because it's got a photo of like a snake on like the the cross, oh, like yeah. So, yeah. so so people complained saying that it resembled too close to a health symbol, health symbol. and yeah. that health symbol shouldn't be on beer. So they had to change it to like the snake oil salesman yeah, sales IPA. Yeah, um, this would be great uh, if if it had a shot of uh, pineapple juice into it. Yeah, the Dos Hefe because yeah. the Dos Hefe has grapefruit and vanilla. Yeah, so if you shot like put two ounces of pineapple juice in this and a shot of like a bit more. Or just squeeze like like a wedge of an orange in there. Yeah, yeah, it would go good, but it'd be have to be a thick wedge. It would okay. have to be a thick wedge. So here's the thing: the reason why we're kind of promoing Stalwart, other than the fact that they've got delicious beers, and uh, Chris is actually going to jump onto an American Pale Wheat Ale that they've got. Um, is because they're actually showing interest in having us do a comedy show with them. I was in there today and we were chatting with them uh, and they would love to do like, they got a, like a little mini venue. So if you're ever in the Ottawa Valley going through Carlton Place, stop by Stalwart, let them know that Daddy Issue sends you and that you want to see comedy there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then try out their beer because their beer is delicious. After I'm done, I'm going to drink the Big Papa, which is a peach and apricot pale ale. It's delicious. Stalwart had me at American Wheat. American Wheat. Wheat ale and here we go. Oh, that was sexy. You got it all over my pants. <laughs> but not over the MacBook, suckers. All right. that one yeah, now? yeah. So we're not allowed to put our drinks anywhere near the MacBook now. I'll have you know, mine always go on the fucking floor. Mine now no longer go on the table. <laughs> All right, cool. So, um, here I, we are, mini episode. Yeah, um, we actually ended the last mini episode. Actually, we don't really know what mini- Minnesota this is going to be. It might be Minnesota 3, we, Minnesota we 4. We ended one that was um, 
about schools kind of shootings. Yeah, you read and was, a headline and I made fun of you for it. Yeah, and we ended it with me being like, oh, I read a headline. And then Chris made fun of me and then we just kind of ended the episode because we forgot. Because Chris had smoked a little bit too much weed. Way too and much. we'd recorded a bunch of Minnesota's back to back to back. And so we were also a little bit loose. Yeah. Uh, that, so. that, that article, the, the headline that I read was actually about how dads these days are getting to spend on average three times more time with their children than dads did even 20 years ago that's incredible and it's a super opportunity to to bring up the segment we're talking about today which is uh like the bonding attachment attachment. And bonding. yeah the attachment yeah. and bonding um not to be a mistake with bondage you weirdos <laughs> no, attachment and bonding and, and uh, it's, the, fact it's that- the new b in bdsm <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally oh god uh, so yeah, and uh, the first six weeks, everything changes so much, and and who they lean to, and parents, and every story is a little bit different. I mean, it all comes back around to us being dads, and dads getting more time. But um... yeah, well, I was I was gonna say like we were talking outside just before we came down, and you have a very different experience than I do. Huge, yeah, and and like mine is like we're we're at three weeks right now, so like today as a date is September sixth. Um, and I know that because it's payday. <laughs> <laughs> September sixth. Uh, so we will be three weeks on Sunday. Okay, and, and in the first week, Maddie, baby champ, Maddie, she loved both of us equally, right? Like it would be like she would come to me and she would cuddle with me and she would go to Kate and she'd cuddle with Kate, but now she hates me. Like, I can't, like, you saw me pick her up, and it was the first time she let me pick her up without crying in maybe four days. And it's literally, like, she's crying, like, just, like, whimpering, like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm uncomfortable. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's, I gotta change your diaper. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I gotta change your diaper. And then the moment I pick her up, it turns into, like, pure, unadulterated, blood-curdling screams. It's just like... Don't you fucking touch me. This is my body. I get to decide what happens with it. Put me the fuck back down. I don't want you. This is for mommy to do. And it's like I'm the only one that cannot touch her. Wow. That's that's pretty heavy. Uh, I didn't have that with (laughs) either of the kids right away. I had a little bit with Erica. She would be a little bit fussy. And then I would just be like, oh, come on. And she would just be like... Okay, cool. I wish I could get the okay, cool. Yeah, but with Eddie for the first, like, we had weekends together, right? And and evenings, right? So uh, Amanda was very lucky with Eddie. But Eddie uh, also was never breastfed because Amanda didn't have the opportunity to produce milk for any past McClostum. He got McClostum and then, like, uh, that was about it. Yeah, we kind of, I think I we, think we mentioned that. It's, yeah. it's either in the deleted episode that we didn't manage to record yeah. or in the past episode where we talked about how there was that story where, like, you guys were stranded. Oh, yeah, yeah, we were totally Pembroke and, and uh, nothing was open. There was nothing open 24 hours and he hadn't eaten in almost... Oh God, eighteen. Yeah, and, and, we, and, and we she couldn't her. feed. Yeah, she couldn't feed. So it was like we stayed up all night. And I got there as soon as Costner, or um, uh, the grocery yeah, store, grocery store opened. Uh, Walmart actually, Walmart was the first thing open up there. But uh, yeah, so uh, I was able to do a lot more bonding with Eddie because like I don't know, he wasn't a hundred percent reliant on mom to feed him all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you do get some sort of like. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we are we are pumping, right? And a big part of the pumping is because I go back to work September twenty fifth. I've we've I think we've talked about this as well. We've got a great system in Canada that allows the male partner to take off at least five weeks if they want to, if their partner's also taking off maternity leave of 35 weeks. So like I I'm taking off six, I'm taking off a week unpaid in the five, five weeks and um, I'll get EI for it, which will be fantastic. Yeah. Um, So I've, I've been able to do a lot of the night shifts. So because we're pumping and because Kate, Kate is, Kate is a master milker guys. Let me tell you about, let me tell you about my Mrs. Breasts. And I know her family's listening, so I'm sorry. We're not sorry. They produce so much milk. Like, we'll be watching TV, and on the TV, a baby will cry, and her shirt will get wet. Wow. <laughs> there, there was a moment we were in public, and there was like, we were at, we're, we're at Toys R Us, Babies R Us, we were picking something up, and a baby behind us in line was crying, and she's like, we have to get out of here. Because <laughs> it was like, yo, the taps are open. I think that's where it was. <laughs> so, so, like, so she produces a lot of milk, which is fantastic, because I get to do the night shifts. Like, I want, because Kate has to do a lot of this burden, and I... Once I go back to work, I'm not going to be around a lot. I want to get some quality time. I want to. I want to be able to do this attachment and bonding, right? Yeah. I want her to recognize me as a source of comfort as well. And I know she'll come around to this because this is all psychological. Babies go through this. Like this isn't anything. Like I paid two hundred dollars to go to a bringing baby home class, and this is the one thing they talked about is like dads. For the first six weeks, baby might hate you. Don't worry. There's going to be a point where once baby realizes how boobs work, they're going to love you more than mom, and then mom's going to get depressed like you were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, there's that reverse part. So it's, it's going to come back around for you, man. It's a good pendulum. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, because the kids were both bottle fed, I, we didn't have that. I didn't have that six week uh, the initial part there for sure. Yeah. Well, you also you your construction and you work for yourself, so yeah. like it's a little bit hard. Like you can go on EI when you want to go on EI, but at the same time, like didn't make much sense. It to. It, it never really does. No, no. I mean, um, yeah. It, with Eddie, I was still working union. Okay. Right. So I didn't have much opportunity for downtime. I felt. Uh, I, I did just before he was born and as much as I was cursing a union for like laying me off when my wife was seven months pregnant I also went oh sweet I took the opportunity to like do everything that was, she was nesting about in the house yeah. like all the furniture and stuff like you did just before it happened and the Ikea adventure we had and, yeah. And, yeah, yeah I got to do that just before but I also had to like piece work my butt off with another guy up in up in uh, Petawawa so that, that piece working's Never fun. And for the guys who can do piecework drywall or any sort of item like that, my hat's off to you. I don't know what that means. It means per piece of drywall, uh, per square footage price, as opposed to an hourly rate price. See, and here's the thing. I bet there's a lot more dads out there that knew what you were talking about than me, but I'm definitely that artsy dad. (laughs) (laughs) Artsy dad who likes IPA. (laughs) Simon was like, like, aren't you excited for her to get into soccer during the summer? I was like, fuck no, she's going to musical theater camp. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to see my baby do rat kicks. Yeah! <laughs> Give me those jazz hands. Yeah, Give me those jazz hands. Fuzzy hands. Fuzzy hands. Fuzzy hands. <laughs> jazz kick. <laughs> and if she goes in production, you're going to be super, super disappointed in her. No. <laughs> hey, you know what? My parents, my parents, they invested a lot into me to do drama, like as a kid. And when I came to Ottawa, I did uh, a community amateur theater drama presentation with... It was garbage. Oh, it was Wait, so it bad. you standing in the middle of a room, like, naked with a hat around your junk, just chanting alphabets? Oh, that would have been so much better. <laughs> um, I played Jenna. Jenna was uh, a young woman transitioning. Oh. But the thing is, the story had nothing to do with Jenna. Jenna was not written to be a transgender. <laughs> Jenna was written to be a female. Jenna was written to be the best friend... Of a girl, girl who got murdered by her boyfriend because her boyfriend had had surgery to give him a permanent smile. So he couldn't stop smiling and it drove him crazy. And the people around him were like, you're going crazy. And then he murdered his girlfriend. And well, I... that's who Jenna was. I was Jenna. I was the best friend to the girlfriend. Uh-huh. So the cops came to speak to me about Jenna. I had no real integral parts of the plot because I had nothing to give. <laughs> and I quite literally was like, it was almost offensive. Oh, and I was like, I was like early twenties, almost offensive. I was out there in like fishness, like short shorts, top. Like I like went all with in all that a hair. wig with all that hair. The body, the chest hair was all out there, but like I and the the beard, but like I went all in with the wig and the makeup, and there was our our stage manager. Way to get your Frankfurt on. As much as as much as there's no there is a complete difference between sexuality and gender, first yeah, off. I need yeah. to I need to clarify that and maybe our stage manager didn't understand that. Our stage manager was hundred percent convinced that I was gay. Oh. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent and I was dating a girl at the time, the girl that became my now ex wife. Well a bunch of people um, thought so until you had this kid. But it could be an ultimate beard. No, this is why I go with you. But so. uh but yeah, he was he was super convinced that I was like I was a hundred percent, and I was like, I was like, first off, Jenna's transgender. <laughs> Secondly, I am not the character I play. Um, my parents came up from London. Oh wow! I was in four scenes, and I had I had written pretty much these scenes because this play. I'm sorry if anybody in this play is listening to this. I bet you aren't because we burned bridges long, long ago. Nice. But if you are listening to this, you have to admit, this play sucked. Permanent (laughs) Smile was the worst thing that any of us have ever done. And we should all be ashamed of ourselves. (laughs) To this date. Anyways. (laughs) my, My parents come up from London. I'm doing this. Is so tight in these short shorts that I cut a little bit of segue in the crotch to let them breathe. And at the last minute, at the very end, there's a funeral scene that I'm in. And I'm supposed to sit down in this funeral scene. And my balls pop out. <laughs> yes, good. Just flat good. Not my dick. Just yes. the balls. And it's also the same recording. Like, it's the same take that we're recording. So, like... <laughs> We have a cast party for this three months later, and I'm just sitting there, and there go the balls. It has been ten years. My dad, my dad was just up this past weekend. We're driving to church on Sunday, and he turns to my he turns to Kate, my baby mama, and goes, "Did he ever tell you about the time he went trans?" Just like oh my god holy <laughs> shit oh man There's like balls popping out on it'll he brought it up at my wedding 
Oh wow! He, tried, like, <laughs> he was like, there, there are things, and it wasn't about the trains. It was just how bad the play was because the play was awful. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't make it any better. If anything, <laughs> like the addition of my character made it a hundred times worse. <laughs> Oh, wow, man. That's but, like, crazy. I was the only one that was 100% committed to my character. Wow. That's some... Yeah, 100% balls committed. How committed is Matthew Champ to acting? Well, I'll, I'll let my balls hang out on stage to get that character. So, long story short, Maddie is going to musical theater camp. <laughs> <laughs> until her balls drop. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So, you so, you didn't have the same issue with attachment and bonding no, that I, I did. didn't. No, well... Uh, I have a different attachment issue now with uh, with Eddie. He's been always much more of a mama's boy, for sure. He spent a lot more time. He, uh, I don't know, I like to say imprinted on her. And, like, uh, they still nap together. And, like, and he is uh, going to be 312 weeks on next Tuesday. Okay. He's turning six. Turning six? Turning six. Turning six? Are we, like, throwing a kegger for him? Yes, absolutely. All right. Yeah, it's, uh, the family kegger's on Saturday, and then the next kegger's the following Saturday Baby's first keg stand. Baby's first keg stand. <laughs> and we're actually just going to do it with bubbly for them. You know, the effervescence will make them, like, <clears throat> and then we're going to get them all hopped up on sugar, because that gets them drunk, you know? <laughs> you, you can't tell me kids getting all drunk on sugar. First, they get a little bit lunatic, and then they get, like, just kind of, yeah, yeah, there, that's me when I'm drunk, for sure. So, but yeah, um, I didn't have that. And with Erica, Erica's definitely more of a daddy's girl, 100%. It took her a bit. She didn't want to have anything to do with me for a little bit, because she was like, mom is the one. But as soon as I got into a a more of a working schedule with her, yeah, it was uh, was, was a good thing to have. It's actually bad with Erica, because now she plays me for a sucker all the time, and, like, puts on the tears. Like, I'm facing, like, Three-year-old level, like, psychopath <laughs> levels. Is it psychopath or sociopath? Yeah, uh, same thing. No. <laughs> well, you know, I, well, explain the difference. Explain, explain the difference. Well, okay, um, so, like, a sociopath is really, like, self-involved, right? Okay, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. The psychopath doesn't care about the structure they rot. rot. They actually kind of get off on it, but the sociopath is about... The oh, she's a psychopath to her brother, but she's a sociopath to me. Okay, so she's yeah. got, like, high levels of neurosis. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Narcissistic personality disorder. What You've what been what diagnosed, what? Erica. NPD. She does like the praise and attention. It That's could also sure. be... I'm not going to play doctor here. No. Uh, but it could also be oppositional defiancy disorder. Yeah. Yeah, anytime we say something, oh, no, that's Eddie right now. He wants to do the... No, Erica does the opposite, too. Well, like, but sometimes, they're also like, way too young to really diagnose with that. Yeah. You really need to be, like, 12 to 15 to get a real understanding if yeah. it's that or this is adolescence. Just, I think this is just them testing the waters to see what they can get away with a lot of times. How old is Erica? Erica's three. Three. Right. So, like, she's... She is like, she's really growing into her personality right Oh, now, yeah. Right? Like, she has a personality that's defined, but she's also kind of discovering more of what that's going to look like. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of the terrible twos. It's, it's because there's so much angst, and we don't really know the psychology of a two-year-old, no. right? <laughs> we don't have the de- the pre-development. Eat, sleep, play, right? repeat. Eat, sleep, play, repeat. But there's also, <laughs> there's also rapid changes, right? From, like, yeah. that... 
And I, I keep saying this about Maddie. Part of the reason that she hates me is because right now her stomach is like doubling every couple of days. And she knows that my fun bags don't provide titty juice. She's like, you're useless to me. You're exactly. Dead. You're dead to me like, right now. Uh, you're only good to me at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And I get that because that's, that's an instinct for survival. Yeah. Right? But there's a point in life when it goes from being an instinct for survival to an instinct of... I choose to manipulate. I yeah. choose to... To do this behavior. Yeah. yeah. Bad seed. Bad seed. <laughs> Evil. Evil. We had to watch that movie in a criminology course in university. What was that? The Bad Seed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's like bad from seed. the 50s. Like the nature versus nurture what? debate. Where okay. a girl was just born evil. We've seen iterations of it, like with the yeah, omen, with right? the omen, yeah, like the son. Yeah. Of, but this is just an evil girl who was like, born evil. Her like mom was like a delinquent or something like that. And the nature of it, yeah, it had nothing to do with the nature. Yeah. Reefer madness, yeah, yeah. Just gonna turn you crazy like that, kids. Oh, propaganda, man. Oh man, huge. All right, look, I, I we we need to know. Here's the thing with with this whole attachment and bonding thing, it, it all comes back to everybody has a different experience. Just like everybody has a different birthing story, every everyone lives a unique, special life. Um, thank you to those that actually reached out to us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, uh, we actually had a few interactions on Instagram around birthing stories, which was really cool. That's neat. Yeah. 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 Thank you for thank, thank you, you for, for validating it. us. Yay! <laughs> you. You may, is that Heather? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Heather, uh, stripper mom is coming over, and uh, she's been messaging us because she just got off work, and she wanted to know if uh, if Chris could drive her here. But Chris is already, already here, here and have been consuming alcoholic beverages. So I was like, I'm sorry, but he can probably drive you home. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. We love stripper mom. Yeah, stripper mom. Stripper mom's one of our favorites. We're going to record an episode with her at some point. Stripper mom just came back from Burning Man. I want to talk to her so badly about that. <laughs> We're going to figure it all out in good time. But we need to hear from you, audience. Thank you. Audience. For sh- Listeners. <laughs> friends. Dick Army. Dick Army. Just just in case you don't get that, because like this is the first time I've called you our Dick Army. It's uh, If you look at our, our, our picture, it's Daddy Issues, issues with, with Champ and... Kingsbury. Kingsbury. So it spells D-I-C-K down. So, um, If you guys are listening to us, you're our army. And, our, oh, you know what? This you're is, our dick army. This is our Minnesota, but our dick of the week goes out to Daryl. Because Daryl fixed the MacBook. Yeah, Daryl is a dad. Daryl is a granddad. Daryl's uh, daughter is listening to this, and she's going to send a text to my wife, my partner. She's not really my wife <laughs> yet. My partner. And be like, hey. Thanks for the shout out for my dad. So, yeah. Corinne, here's one for you too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing this back to life. It was dead, and we couldn't have done it without you. Oh, oh yeah, Apple was gonna charge us like seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah, they were like, just buy something new. It was a fifty dollar part. Yeah, not even a fifty dollar. It was forty two and a cleaning. Forty two ninety nine and a cleaning. Fuck you, Apple. They're taking a big bite out of an apple and then stuffing it right up your hoop. Anyway, let us know 
Your about Apple horror stories. We want to hear your Apple horror stories. You know, I also, I really want to know about what it was like for you dads. Dads, this is a question for yeah. dads. Or or for wives that saw this with the dads. Or partners. Maybe what? single mothers. You didn't have the, this experience. When did you notice that the the child, the baby, started to shift back to that second parent? And how was that for you? Right? Like, like for me, like Kate thinks I'm Kate thinks I'm distraught. By, and I'll admit I'm a little depressed that anytime I touch my baby, she shrieks. And so she thinks that I'm frustrated. I'm like, I'm not frustrated. I'm just exhausted because I'm exhausted. I'm tired of being yelled at. I'm just tired of being screamed at constantly. She went away for a two hour massage yesterday and it was just me and Maddie. And it was an hour and 45 minutes of her just shrieking. Wow. And I just sat there. I was like, you got a clean diaper. So fresh and so clean, clean, clean. (laughs) And, you know, she'd been fed. She'd been burped. She had her soother. She had her swing. She had my chest if she wanted to lie on it. She was like, no, I don't no. need no bearskin rug. When does it get better for me? <laughs> Please let me know. Daddy needs to sleep. I already told him this a couple hours. Please like and subscribe. Yeah, share us.